It's time for Who Watch Time and Relative Blackness in Space. everyone it's bayana connie and robin coming to you live from the time vortex we're kicking off our blue ballot box series where we discuss one episode from each season of new who based on our nominations and your votes today we're discussing episode one of doctor who season one rose because because y'all are collusion <laughs> collusion what? collusion why didn't we have nicole on this episode though we should have we should have we should have because she's why we're here we should have made her watch this shit too <laughs> <laughs> in this episode the doctor is from a north rose's life blows up and mickey deserves better did you guys start watching doctor who from rose or from somewhere else so i started watching doctor who from rose but knew that it got good like someone told me <laughs> to watch someone that i really trust told me that I would love Doctor Who. And that was right before season three was beginning. Mm. So seasons one and two had already happened and they were on uh, Netflix. And they told you they it had got been good? Because on- we've discussed how season two is not what we remember yeah. it to be. It's, I mean... Well, I think it was I that know. season two had Blink. I think Blink had yeah. happened. No, Blink is season three. Season yeah. th- Blink is season three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, okay, so, no, you're right, because I started right before Donna season, so mm. seasons one through three were on and on Netflix, okay, and then, sense. and I also want to say that I don't think, I mean, like, and we'll obviously get into it, because we're, we're going to talk about the first episode of the first season, but, like, I don't think that it's bad, it's only bad in retrospect, I feel like, except oh, yeah, for, like, no. obviously, like, love and monsters and shit, but, like, like, there are specific ones that are, like, nah, that was awful, but then I feel like, generally, it's only bad once you've seen better. Mm. yeah and i also think that like rose does make you want to watch the next one like i'm not i don't think i was like oh this is my shit after rose (laughs) i think i was like okay i'll keep going yeah yeah yeah. like after blink i was like oh this show can do anything right and that's when I and like that's the one that I always tell people when I tell them to watch Doctor Who. That's the one I tell them to start with because you can see like what the show can do. <laughs> like it kind of is like on the expanses of what the show does. Mm-hmm. And Rose is very much in the pocket of the show. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah. yeah. Like Monster Caper, Doctor Run, some like interpersonal turmoil in which your boyfriend <laughs> becomes plastic, uh, <laughs> and then like. Resolution. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What about you, Connie? I just remember starting Rose and the accents distracted me so much that I stopped (laughs) because I was like, I can't understand anything. Um, And I can't remember because I've always I've watched TV with captions for a very long time, like since high school, middle school. So I don't remember if I just wasn't watching it with the captions or even the captions weren't helping. But I think it took. I don't know what it was that took me a minute where I like the second time I tried it, I don't know, a year or months later, I was like, OK, I can do this now. And then I got really annoying when I was binging it. And I, was, I remember very specifically being on vacation with my family and binging it on Netflix the first four seasons and talking with a British accent the entire <laughs> vacation and they're like what is wrong with you and I'm like I can't help it I'm watching a British TV show I can't Um, thank god that doesn't happen to me because I watch so much British TV (laughs) that I would have a permanent accent and it would be horrible so it's just funny to me that it was the accents that were throwing me off and then I like spiraled (laughs) into the accents (laughs) that's probably what it was the first time your brain was like no I can't do this it rejected it because it knew it knew it knew that I was going to get weird about it it was going to change you (laughs) (laughs) it knew it was going to get weird Uh, you, Bayana, did um, you watch from I, 
Yes and no. So, like, I watched because Robin came to the house <laughs> and over our television to watch. I the- made a reservation. Yes. Don't and act like our- it's the only person that mattered. The funny thing about it is that, like, y'all know, like, Robin and I are, like, basically best friends. I had no idea she was coming. I say basically because, like, Robin has a lot of best friends. I have, like, a childhood best friend. Yeah, it's, it's just here. Yeah. Basically, we talk all the time, right? <laughs> but then, she, like, all of a sudden, my mom is like, oh, Robin's coming over. And I'm like, well, she didn't tell me she was coming. What's she coming over for? Is she going to watch The Hunger Games? Because I think that's what was out. That was well, yeah, we were going we to go. I think we I think did we go. Did. We ended up we- doing that. But it, it was just one of those things where it was like, why, like, why Robin's coming over? And then she was like, yeah, I don't know, something on TV. And I was like, okay. And then it was Doctor Who, and Robin's, like, running around all excited. She got, like, a two-year-old Ami running around with a screwdriver. <laughs> Nobody in our family knows, like, what is happening. <laughs> it was just like, okay. And, like, I'm It more, was the 50th. Right. And I'm oh. like, okay, right, yeah, it's the 50th. And I'm, like, oh. more or less because, like, I'm a big, fat nerd. Only reason I hadn't gotten into Doctor Who at that point is because I felt like I couldn't, because it just, I was like, I know this has been on for 50 years, and, like, how do you even begin to like start that so i ended up watching like i think because they had like they had a lot going on so i watched like and i was yeah, the and marathon and they had the movie they had, and then they had the little shorts yeah they had the day of the doctor the night of the doctor it was such an event do y'all like, remember the she, i I, was, I don't really but yes i do robin was so excited i saw like a part of the asylum of the daleks and robin's explaining to me how rory like sat outside of uh a little prison for 500 years or whatever the fuck and i'm like i still am not fully getting it you know what i mean i'm like cool yeah but i'm not fully there she starts talking about river but i didn't understand what she was saying so I kind of ignored it to the point where, like, when the reveal is actually made, I was actually like, what? Like, <laughs> but it was like she had spoiled all this stuff because I had no context. By the time I actually started watching it, I had no, I, like, I just yeah. had nothing. It was still, like, surprising or whatever. But so we, I ended up, I did watch, we did watch the Day of the Doctor. And I was like, okay, I can see, like, this is funny. David Tennant is, like, my everything. So, like... <laughs> I can, okay. I, can, I can watch, you know, I can watch this. So then I think after that, I ended up, plus I was still in college. So it was like, I had to wait a little bit until like, I no longer had finals. <laughs> and then I binged it. Right. And so then I started from Rose. And when I started Rose, I, because I had known that like, it would get to the day of the doctor. And because I was also waiting for David Tennant, I was like, it's fine. It's <laughs> like, it's like, what, 13 episodes or something? I was like, I can get through this and then get to David Tennant and then I'll be fine. And then I actually, like, by the time I got to, I want to say, episode six or so, then I was like, all right. I Like, it took, it didn't take very long for me to get into it. Yeah. But watching Rose, like, <laughs> and, like, watching it for this, the effects are, like. Listen. So listen, funny. Listen. I actually think that I, listening to you guys, like, I got it easier because, it wasn't as strong. It as wasn't it. as strongly dated when I first well, yeah, started. Yeah, well, you you probably started a season or two before I did, so probably a year or two because I started in 2011. When, but the the, <laughs> the thing for me with the effects is that like those weren't 2005 effects either. <laughs> they were like, no, it had, it had like <laughs> zero budget. Mm-hmm. They had zero budget. Clearly, they had clearly because I was they looking were like, at Let's it. They were like, Matt. <laughs> but like, it's like let's just have mannequins and have people dress up in plastic prosthetics and do the robot oh that's what it's from so robin you've watched how i met your mother right and like yeah, when course. they yes because we've talked about robin sparkles and that's where i'm going with this is that like there's that joke when they meet rob when they learn about robin sparkles and they're like wow was this in 1996 and she's like no it was in 2001 like <laughs> the 90s didn't come to canada till later, till later. that's how yeah. i feel about this show <laughs> this first episode like watching it feels like i'm watching something from 1996 and it was 2000 it was a cool 2005 and i'm just like the te- she looks at a computer at one point and it's the big blocky like white one and i'm just like that wasn't even the computers in 05 <laughs> what year it's is this only, set yeah <laughs> it could be 1996 rose could be older than Maybe we think no. mickey put his hands on the on the trash can and he pulled <laughs> And then I started imagining because you know obviously that didn't happen in real life. So I'm just imagining uh no Clark <laughs> and then having to like pretend and I was just like, this is acting, okay? 
I mean, I will say that, like, you have to remember for, like, a lot of sci-fi shows, like, they're acting against, like, tennis balls on sticks. Like, that's what, the thing with, like, Orphan Black that, like, beyond, Orphan Black is an amazing show, no matter what. But then when you start to think about it, and you're like, Tatiana's literally talking to a tennis ball. Or, or, like, one double. Yeah, one double. One double. And there's six of her in the When there's, like, when they're when they're all in the scene, when all the clones are in the scene, it's like there's one double that she's talking to, and, and thought, she has to redo the scene like, like 80, 87 times, 80, like from different. So, you're like, yeah, it looks hokey, like it's all of plastic, Mickey. Like, oh my god! But then it I think about hokey, but yeah, yeah. But then I think about <laughs> part of the reason why I've never watched classic Coup is that it's worse than that. Oh yeah! <laughs> when I started to try to watch Classic Who, the first effect was literally like <laughs> the camera goes like zigzaggy, and then it changes, and then the person changes, and I was like, no. <laughs> I understand it was the time. I saw the one where it's like the TARDIS. It's very clearly a mini TARDIS over like. A, a starry backdrop and it's just spinning. <laughs> and I'm like somebody is holding spinning it. And they just oh have gosh. to edit out the hair. At least these effects are like enough that they don't take you all the way out. Like to me, right, I like right. chuckle at it and I'm like, this is hilarious. But also like, it's not for what they had. It's not bad. And also right. like, it's not really about the story. Things. Yeah, I was like, the yeah. story itself like makes it so that you, it doesn't. Like, it's not a problem. Yeah. Right. Like, if Orphan Black had bad effects, it would be a problem. Absolutely. <laughs> like, no matter how good Tatiana was, yeah, I think the bad effects would have killed it immediately. Right. And I think it depends on that depends on the story, because I think also because, like, the Orphan Black is very, like... Realistic. And, and, a lot, and a lot more serious, whereas Doctor Who was, like, just, like, weird shit happening all the time. That, like, if the effects aren't great... And, like, even as they get better, like, a lot, a couple times, sometimes, it's, like, like that animatronic frog... <laughs> I love that frog. What was that? What was that? But it's because it's Doctor Who. You're like, this is some weird ass shit, and like the effects are strange as hell. But like, it's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like it's gonna. It's not like wow, that's unrealistic and that's a problem. It's just like that's a choice, and then you continue on. And then with you remember that <laughs> it was 2005, the and they had no budget, and they were trying to revive a show that was, you know, this was. And also, like compared were, to the three. This- camera you know setup they had 20 years ago so and also they were trying to revive a children's show knowing that the children were now adult i think that like they were trying to do a very good balancing act of like this is no longer a children's (laughs) show but like we still need it to have kind of that like sensibility that the people who are now adults will remember fondly because they were kids when they first watched it Mm -hmm. and want to show their kids Mm -hmm. but like still be interesting to them as adults now like they were balancing a lot of things yeah um one thing i do like about the first episode in terms of you know the things not involving the plot is the music i really oh the music the the theme came on and i was like wow this is the good music stuff (laughs) I really love like the first the, that, like a, the original New Who theme like I is one it of slaps. my favorite. It slaps. It really it, does. It really does. But the first, but also the music, like, the first theme. <laughs> oh yeah, had yeah. me on the floor. It was just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like very powerful girls. <laughs> like I, I love it. Yes. Like, so there are some good choices and some choices. Choices. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like for the time, like it's not bad. It just is like I haven't seen this episode in like years. Yeah, no, so <laughs> just the the opening to that, I was like, huh. especially because like there isn't much dialogue, and then there, oh. it's just following her around with this wacky music playing. It's a very interesting choice, but a good choice, a mu- good music choice that I was going to talk about is the like choral kind of music. <laughs> oh. I really like that. And then obviously the theme song, but then they balanced it out with uh, some very interesting uh, 2005 techie cho- techno choices. <laughs> I will say that, what is it, season two when they go like heavy metal? <laughs> season four. 
season four. When it's like, da, 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 and yeah. it's like, oh, please. I, every time I was like, like, it, I think that that theme song is the reason that Netflix is like, skip intro. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, no, it's you're like, wrong. Ooh. That's not the reason. The reason is when I was a little girl. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I had an imaginary friend. friend. And when I grew up, he came back. Yeah. We know why we're here. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to tell me this. I right. saw season five. Like, right. At the very all. least. Imagine if season one started off like that, like I worked at a shop and then <laughs> the doctor came and it blew up and then I didn't have to go back because do we? <laughs> uh, it's just the corniest thing. I don't know uh, who made it twice, but we're talking about Rose. We anyway. are talking about Rose. So obviously we meet the Rose. title. Yeah, we, we are introduced in to her blush pink, bright pink bedroom. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so either she's a she's a teen girl, she's young, she's fresh, <laughs> she's edgy, she's just like you, or she's the girl that you wanted to date, or the girl that you wanted to be. Yeah, uh, yeah. sure, you're super right, Absolutely but I think that right. it's interesting because it is that, and it's also not that at the same time. Because she's like nineteen, she's like not in school. She's working. She's living at her mom's house. She didn't have. She didn't pass for the A levels. My point though is that like, it starts where you're like, oh, this is like this cool girl and like the upbeat music and like do 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 like all that stuff, right? And then that's exactly what it is. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, she's working in the shop, like. You know, she she's living at home. Life is not as glamorous as she wants it to be. Right, or as you would expect it to be, is like this blonde girl who wears pink, like in 2005. <laughs> but I also, I wonder so much of that. I wonder is that us and who we are that we are like, yikes? Because I still think that a lot of people watching it in 2005 in Britain, maybe, who were boys, who were men, who were gross men. Yeah, we just have to like, remember that this was a show yeah. that they were like, girls? Who are those? Who are they? Right. This is for the sci-fi boys. And if girls watch it, cool. Like, I'm not trying... I think that Rose being who she is, is, you know, they were like, this will be girl power for all the girls who are watching this show. But I don't think it was like, we're hoping a lot of girls watch our show. <laughs> you know? No. Um, yeah. So I think that's also why I think we're thinking of it as being cringy, because we know who they're... They, thought their audience was and who they were more catering to yeah because i feel like they didn't i mean they kind of they do lean into her being unsatisfied with her life but they don't lean into it's very passive like oh woe is me my life isn't where i want it to be as opposed to like go back to school (laughs) like or like even if you're not going to school like there are still other things you can do to like right to like make it she was very as you were saying passive about what she's gonna do next after the shop gets blown up so it's not like she's like i'm gonna figure out what i like to do it was just like i guess i could work over here or i guess i could work over there or i don't want to work at the butchers she wasn't very concrete about like she's just very aimless in her choices of what to do next and so she just is just living yeah you know yeah and it feels like her mom is is kind of just also just letting living. that happen is also just living which i think is like it's not necessarily a problem i think it becomes a problem when rose then is not like you know people you can you can only complain about a thing for so at least to me you can only complain yeah. about a thing for so long <laughs> yeah and and like have it stay that way like if you're just gonna stay in that position then like fine but then don't be complain about not it. actually actively trying to fix it or at least like in your head be like okay i'm not trying to fix it yet but at some you know what i mean just some kind of or stop yeah just have some kind of self-section or yeah something self-awareness because i think too i think it was very much like you know they live in like the estates which is basically like the projects and like you can see that's like if things weren't going to change she was on the same trajectory as her mom yeah you know so yeah i think that's not a problem it's just knowing where we go in the future. Right. That, and also, know. it's like seeing that it's a problem for her. Because it's not yeah. it's a problem for us, it's a problem for her. So then, like, what is she going to do? And, like, you know, there's there's stuff about access and whoop-de-whoop. But, like, 
there's still things she could do. And I think with Jackie, like, I think honestly, like, she is, she's just, she's very dramatic. She's always on the phone. <laughs> she's always talking to somebody. She's always, like, she's just chilling. And I think, and she's, like, trying to get Rose to, like, she's like, oh, you have to find a new job. I'm not going <laughs> to help you out. Which, like, part of me, I was like, that's kind of shady. Like, her her job blew up. Like, you could at least, like, right. for, like, a week. Let her, her chill for, like, a week. <laughs> it's not like she got fired. Like, she her, her literally blew up. Literally exploded. But it's, it also feels very much like, and this kind of comes up, I think, a little more in the future, is, like, Rose is Jackie's, like, person. Yeah. And yeah. so even as she's like, oh, you could do this, this, and this, it's not, like she's asking Rose to move out. It's not like mm-hmm. she, you know what I mean? Oh, like they, no. they she's comfortable in their dynamic, which I don't, which is like, which is fine. But also Jackie is like, she, I think she was fine in this episode. She just irks me. Like <laughs> she, was perfect, she, but irks, she was she's the way that the doctor, she irks the doctor. Yeah. I'm in my yeah. bedroom. <laughs> my girl. In my chill. nightgown. A strange yeah, man yeah, in my core. Yeah, that's happening. Oh, that's not happening. Okay. That's never <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> um, but while I was watching this to prepare for this, I really missed this. <laughs> um, we got it, uh, you know, back a bit for season 11, but Moffat really had given up on the companion's life. And so I really mm-hmm. enjoyed, like, seeing what their normal world looked like. And so that when they do travel in space and time, you can see, like, why this is so amazing to them and why what they're leaving behind and why they would make such a big decision and why they don't want to go back, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, even the way that they see yeah. the world yeah. like, or the universe, like yeah. their reference points. for Yeah, because like, a lot things. of what Rose does is, you know, looking out for the underdog and always, you know, trying to help somebody or whatever. And it's because she knows what that is like. And because we got to see that, we understood that. I don't have that same understanding from Clara, for instance. Right. Ooh. Right. <laughs> and like and you only like, kind of did it for Amy because her husband is also on the TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there's also like um there the check-ins that I miss. Like this is yeah. the mm-hmm. first, you know, one and then we know that like in two episodes they go back and like right. things have changed. But there is like constantly like it's not the first and only time we see Jackie and Nikki. Mm-hmm. And it's not the first and only time their existence matters to the choices that Rose makes. And so, like, I I do get that point. Like, I did, like, love that, you know, she has a life outside of the Doctor, and she was living a life before she met him. And She'll have something to go back to if he doesn't exist anymore, mm-hmm. which, like, or, technically happens. You know, when you know, she died. Different... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about, I was about to I say like she'll have to go back to afterwards. I was like, oh no, she died. She died. Right? Yes, but technically it was in an alternate dimension or something like that. I, I don't remember at this very specific yeah. moment. But yeah, it was not, none of it parable. was like yeah, it was like none of it was in this world. But she still had people to go back to, even in the missing t- in in the interim between you know the time when she gets separated Tore from the, of the universe, right? Mm-hmm. the time where uh, she gets 10.5. So she still had a life and something to go back to. <laughs> That's what they call him. I, I or, didn't know. Or, or it's better than handy. Oh. <laughs> I've seen both, I swear. Nice. This is why I'm not a part of fandom. <laughs> I'm like, girl, girl, I'm just like, what? Point <laughs> five and handy. Okay. <laughs> yep. When you start scrolling past fic on <laughs> Ao3. <laughs> you learn lots of things because I don't read Rose Doctor fanfic. So yeah. So then the Doctor is like, it's funny because he. They, I don't think they fully tap into his anger until later, mm-hmm. uh, but. It, like some one of you, I think it was Rob mentioned, like he's just like this mysterious brooding like person, and like they did, like he is a little goofy, and he has these ears, and his smile is like real mm-hmm. wild. But he's very like mysterious. He's a, he's a jerk. He's mm-hmm. a bit of a jerk. He's like um, Mickey. I wasn't even thinking keeps, about him. But also, he keeps calling humans apes. But so it's it's interesting because he he very clearly like and he's showing off for for Rose and, mm-hmm. and like holding her hand and like wow I feel the I feel the earth spinning and it's like oh please take a nap <laughs> um but I it's, ve- it's very it's very like 
It's, it's also very... the beginning of the oncoming storm. Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what I was going to say is like, so it's interesting because you see like, even like what the whole thing about like Mickey potentially being dead and Rose is like, yo, you don't care. And he's like, yo, I'm trying to save your planet. So mm-hmm. give me some room. Right. It's, it's, he very much is prioritizing the whole over the individual, mm-hmm. which is like, he's, it's like a reminder that he's coming fresh off the time war. Fresh. Like he and hasn't I think even seen that, himself. Like, Crap. I regenerated. Right. So, so that part is like, it's interesting to me. I think I, maybe registered it more this time but also you know the, the close watch versus just i'm playing yeah in bed just chilling also he goes from being very traditionally handsome in the eighth doctor you know paul mcgann who um in the movie poof that was of a time, but you know, <laughs> but when the doctor who regenerates into nine is a silver fog like mm, he can do some things think about season one of luther is all i'm saying anyway goes from could get it to <laughs> to mm, mm, yeah yeah could probably could still get it you know but sure, you gotta think about so. it you gotta think about it yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah it's interesting to think about him being so immediately like fresh off the time war it's just interesting to see how they kind of lace it in and the way that they were playing the long game because he kind of mentions the time war when he's talking to the nesting consciousness and it's like it wasn't my fault and i couldn't save any of them but we don't really get any actual details about it or real context until later yeah yeah and because he's so traumatized he can't really bring it up except when he's forced to when the Dalek shows up. Um, <laughs> but also, I think, like, you, even with him being a jerk and, like, he's calling all the humans apes and he's like, I'm trying to save you stupid people or whatever. Like, when he's talking to the nesting consciousness, he's like, no, but they have all this potential. So at least you get, like, because, like, it doesn't feel, I don't know. It, I think because I haven't seen this episode in so long, like, him calling them apes, I was like, word? You and then he kind of explained it. It was like, okay, I get it. Like, he's, like, still angry and, like, he's dealing he's with... protecting his he's heart. He's all the stuff, he's right? And then he's, but he's and also, emo. like... Right. But then he's also, like, they have all this potential. So, I, you know, it is protected and all that. Also, the nesting consciousness, living plastic, like, premise is very... Like, we were going back to, like, is this really 2005? Mm-hmm. Like, it's very hacky and hokey. Um, and it comes back up a few times... It even comes back up in season six um, with Rory, but like how? But also, five. Let's not unpack that. Five. No, it's season. Oh, is it five? Yeah, Pandora. Yeah, you're right, Eric. That actually does make sense, and that's <laughs> the last season that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> anyway, facts um, only. um yeah so it does like come back up but like it's very it's still very camp Mm, um and i think that this episode mannequins like turning their heads (laughs) 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 it's like okay right yeah it's also very moth sorry very rtd in the like plastic is attacking and like it's like the message you know it's like the um with the and now that like the AirPods in in the alternate universe, and it mm-hmm. now we're turning into Cybermen, and like mm-hmm. we're always on our phones, and now you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. realize, realize, realize. Yeah, that's like <laughs> kind of what's happening Why here. Are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> but like that's what it is, in, in like in in a way, it's not quite as like hitting you over the head as like the Cyberman one is, even though I love those episodes. But it's there. Yeah, you know yeah. the plastic killing you and. You know, which is wrong. Side note, only Bayana will understand this for all the fair reasons. Um, Rose going down to the to the basement. One reminded me of us because of reasons. And I was like, girl, why are you going down there? You about to meet your tether. Um, (laughs) Like, no, thank you. (laughs) And I, I was like, why did the CEO of the of the of the shopping mall of the department store ha- work in a, an electrical closet. Like she knocked on his door, like, Hey Wilson. And it's, it's got like the electrical symbol on it, like a warning. And I'm like, he wasn't what? the CEO. He was the chief engineer. Oh, it says CEO. 
I think so I she's guess engineering the, yeah, no, officer. Officer. yeah, yeah, I understand. Like, I'm getting it together, but I'm still like, it definitely sets In me <laughs> And I was like, why? But also, why? Still, why is that his office? Why is she giving she, him the chief yeah. engineering officer the lottery money? Anyway, you know, they were doing their thing, killing people. That guy got killed. Clive got killed. The next yeah. team was just out here murking people. Clive real life worked Clive. in a very like matter of fact way that I didn't remember, and I was yeah. like, I was oh. shot. And also, he like, definitely oh, didn't have to be killed. Like, no. like, it was like there's no reason for him to be in the mall at this particular time, other than I guess because we met him like to give some kind of Closure? like we can't kill Jackie yet, so we yeah. gotta kill like give some kind of like His oh no wife and child. Right. right in front of them. I they've been making, like, they've been making oh. fun of him for years, and now he's just dead he because got, of some got. shit that he got wrong. That's, I mean, that he got right. They have to yeah. be real. Yo, that kid's going to grow up and be like, the, kill the doctor. <laughs> my dad is dead. Um, oh, my God. Speaking of Clive, I found it interesting that he found all these records about the doctor, but they were all still nine. And, like, I understand why, but I also am curious, because there are no real um, classic Who, you know, previous Doctor references in this episode. So it's Mm -hmm. just interesting to me that they they chose to just stick with Nine. And I understand why, for simplicity purposes. Like, there's already so much going on, you don't really want to start adding on eight other men (laughs) to to the picture. But it still was interesting to me that, like, he found all these records of them referencing the Doctor, but it's still the same Doctor, as opposed to, like, and this one, who might have been a cousin, you know, like, they could have, there was a place for it. He says, like, they change and he thinks that it's, like, a father- something it's all still still nine though yeah i know but he says he says this is the one that you saw right and like then goes into all of the nine pictures yeah so they like kind of there's an opening to it yeah yeah Yeah. but they don't yeah they don't go there which is like they could have but yeah 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 i just found that interesting yeah i also think that so we get a lot of like explaining the rules Mm. of what's going and like you know not everything but it's the first time as like new who watchers that we get like okay this is what things are because i also feel like we and obviously we get it over and over like as doctors change and as companions change but in like various forms or like sometimes it's a little not glossed over but abbreviated at this point like you know we don't get everything but we still get like I travel the world. I save. I save people. I can feel the earth spinning, and then there's like the TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside, which like it never. It always has bothered me that Rose is running away from Classic Vicky. I get. I get the initial like okay, the like running to the game. Obviously, that makes sense. Why does she run into the TARDIS? See it. Take the time to leave and go make a thing she around. Had to check. She had to check. But at that, she didn't have to check in that moment. <laughs> like. The monster is coming, and you're taking second. Well, then she also, like, yells at him, like, you can't go out there, like, after they move. Right. It's not safe. It's like, eh. Girl. But that, that's, like, that, that is, that's just bothered me since the beginning, where I'm like, it's coming. Why are you leaving the, why are you yeah, leaving the box? a pure exposition choice. Yeah. Because yeah. they show us her reaction, but don't show us the inside of the TARDIS. The so then, the so then they have her go around to remind the audience that it's just a box. And then she goes in and it's just like, oh crap, it's big. That's why she And I get it. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get it. But, but like internally it doesn't make sense. In terms of like pacing and like in terms of like where it is in the in the story, mm-hmm. it is like it never ce- ceases to irk me. Yeah. Like I love that moment, but like divorced from what's actually happening mm-hmm. <laughs> in the story at the time, you know? But yeah, I mean, yeah, and he gives her the full breakdown of the name, which she doesn't hear. Because he literally tells her that it's time travel, like, from jump. But she doesn't hear, in part. But but then I realize, like, it's fine because, like, at that moment she thinks Mickey's dead. So she's, like, not really listening to what the doctor is saying. Yeah. Past, like, it's bigger on the inside. Um, And so, like, I think, like, we kind of see from the beginning kind of why the doctor eventually invites her onto the TARDIS. And falls in love. Yikes. But also, but I think it's, like... In part, like she's she has an open mind, even when she like doesn't 
believe what the doctor is saying and like his explanation for like the plastic and all that stuff she's still asking questions and she, her mind is still open and so yeah. like he's like oh you don't believe me and she's like nah and like, but you're still listening right like it's mm-hmm. it's different it's and not she's like, just Go like on. I'll let yeah you like yeah, and I have questions, like, even even though I might not believe it, like, she, like, kind of puts that in the front or whatever, but then also is like, okay, what's, like, what's going on? And she's she's quick thinking. She's like, hey, I'm going to use my gymnastics. <laughs> I don't got no A-levels, but I can swing this rope. I can swing a rope. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, that, that kind of stuff, she's not, you know, whereas, like, Mickey is hug- hugging the TARDIS, like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> Which, same. Which- yeah. <laughs> I um, hope we're not judging him for that oh, because no, not even a little bit. Same. Um, but the thing, so the overall thing that one of the overall things that I think I I don't know if I picked up on more, but is different in this episode than when we meet some of the other companions for me is the way that you know, when he she first meets the doctor, he disappears at the end of the night and just like mm goes off and so she's just like I don't know what that was I don't know what happened and so it kind of is to me like what it could have been for any companion or like what any other person who doesn't ever become a companion experiences that to be where it's just like wow just came out of nowhere and then disappeared into nowhere I don't know where you're coming from Um, Mm -hmm. so I really liked the way that that was felt like a pocket and then obviously he comes back and she goes off with him but we've never really seen that again with the other companions i guess with uh we kind of with mark donna yeah donna and and martha a little no no that's all the same day no that's all the same day yeah Yeah. that's the kind of thing i mean it's just like donna make donna's probably the other one because then we get into moffat and his just don't his don't play the same way in the way that i mean um, because he just goes extra with it and they don't really have family lives <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, nope. so, but Donna does. And so I think I like that parallel between the two of them in the way that the doctor kind of pops into their life, changes it for one night and then disappears. And you're like, well, now what do I do? Um, mm-hmm. and obviously Rose is still in the stage of like, Oh no. Um, and I wonder if she would have ever gotten to the point of where Donna got, where it's like, she's now looking for him. <laughs> like, where is this man at? I know I saw him. I know I'm not crazy. I know I experienced this. Right. But then he shows Well, I think with Donna, anymore. it was slightly, yeah, I felt like with Donna, it was slightly different because they had a full on thing. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. like, really the doctor just like pulled her out of the building, told her not to say nothing and then dipped yeah. versus like Donna, where they like were literally dealing with under ground spiders and shit yeah i don't know i don't know <laughs> literally in the center of the earth <laughs> yes yeah i think that it's also like an interesting thing when you talk about how the doctor introduces himself to rose and rose's reaction that yeah she he's like bye and she goes back to her life and is like funny man or whatever but she doesn't really have any curiosity about the plastic until mm. he shows up out of her doorstep and then the plastic hand attacks her mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. and so i think it's off i mean i guess it is like you said similar with donna like they went through an entire thing and like ended up battling tunnel spiders or whatever space <laughs> spiders but it felt like donna was like no you need someone but that someone shouldn't be me mm-hmm. to rose who was more like I have to be here for Mickey and my family because I'm so important to the, I don't know. Like, well, I mean, I think it was more like, I mean, it's really been, I mean, especially with her mom, like it's really just been the two of them. Yeah. And so I like, I think when he first asks her like, Oh, do you want to come with me? Like in her head, she's like, I can't just leave like even though she doesn't have like she doesn't have a job or whatever but like she still has people she still has ties she still has things that she has to do and she can't just like dip and i think that like when he explains that it also travels in time it does two things one it's like okay i could come back whenever so it doesn't really seem like i you know they wouldn't miss me and then two like her dad obviously which is not explicitly said but there's a very she doesn't when he just says oh do you want to travel in space she's like whatever like I it, it was easier for her like it intrigued her but it was easier for her to say no but then when she, she said time he, she was like oh it's on <laughs> I, 
Right. Bye. Uh, <laughs> and I also think it's just like, she's not the type to dramatically change her life. You know, like that's right. kind of been this whole problem this whole time is that she's just, you know, whatever happens next. And, you know, she's just going to do whatever happens next as opposed to making a strict choice. And so she finally he came back and she was just like, all right, you've convinced me to make this big decision when she wouldn't have normally. Um, and also it just like, look how lonely he was. <laughs> he was just like, all right, she doesn't want to come. Wait, I forgot a key point. Let me go back. Right. Let me come back. <laughs> I forgot a key detail. <laughs> I have to go Let back. me work on my self pitch a little right, bit more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, and, and, and then he, he does work on it next time when he's just like, mm-hmm. Hey Martha, <laughs> by the way, did you see me this morning? You did, right? <laughs> time travel. Like I said, <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. And then he's like, every star and every cosmos, where do you want to go? And you're just like, please. I can please, feel sir. The doctor is so dramatic. I could feel the it's turn so of extra. the earth, every molecule of every heartbeat of every person on the planet. And he's like holding her hand and then lets go and he's like, and then it stops. And you're just like, shut, shut up, please. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> like, can we not? <laughs> he's like we must. We're going to we going we must. to um and then oh. the, the the episode ends like just to bring it back around to 2005 like this <laughs> slow motion running into the tardis killed me <laughs> killed me dead because i'm like why is it in slow motion like this i don't How's it it's her life she's the making end of an, a big dramatic leap this is not the end of an 80s a movie of with, a, with a freeze frame like they might will. as well have ended it with a freeze frame where she's just like yeah <laughs> as she runs in I was just like Rose they no. probably tried that and then was like nah this is better <sighs> that's too much <laughs> <laughs> we've gone too far we've already we've done a lot dug too deep <laughs> uh, I also so like just to, to transition into Mickey, I will say first off, when she leaves, she literally says thanks. Right. <laughs> She's and, done. He says, and then he says for what? And she says exactly. exactly. Like that's so like what a way to like break up with somebody who's literally just been here for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for nothing. Like, wow. <laughs> right. Cause like I think that the episode wanted to portray Mickey as this like clueless boyfriend who like doesn't really pay that much attention to her because he wants to play sport, like go watch, go to the bar and watch sports. But no, literally the entire episode is him being like, "You almost exploded. Are you okay?" And he, she's just like, "Eh." Yeah, she's like, "Oh, there's a footy match on," and he's like, "Yeah, but it's you know, I'm still here. Like, if you need me, I'm gonna miss right. the match. Right, but right. Or we can go down cool together. Enough, right, you look good enough that we could go down together and I could catch the end, which right. I." It. And he's but, not even saying like I'm gonna go. He was right. like, "We can, we can go." Yeah. And so and she's like, nah, "I'm good. Go ahead." And it's like just, she dismissed. She him. said he could go. And right. so this whole, the, but the whole every episode, time he brings her in for a kiss, she's just like, eh. like right. even at the beginning. I, I guess I didn't like fully like in my head like watching it the first couple times, but even like the first montage to yeah. me felt like a. I was like, okay, yeah, like, that's her point. I didn't think about it, but then I was, like, watching her face this time, and she's, like, it's, again, it just that's goes just back to friend. her not being, like, it's, but it also goes back to her not really being satisfied in where she is, but not yeah. have be- feeling, like, any active need to change it, because yeah. she's very much just, like, she's settled for Mickey, yes. and I feel like, like, Mickey is great, like, why are you gonna do this to Mickey, right? Like, I, I, yeah. I think that, like, when I first was watching the show, uh, especially at this like at this point like from the first episode I was like hey Mickey's like a goofball and like whatever like the do- it's the doctor that's traveling time but then I- now I'm looking at it and I'm like he at least deserves her to be more honest with him and not to like string her along like if she wants to go with the doctor cool but just like don't like she just like she she really likes to just have him around just to have him around just, just in case that's, and I mean that's like there. where they get to in Boomtown but it's funny that they like they really did see that from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, you blew up and your first thought isn't to call your boyfriend to either get comfort or to like right. tell him what happened. Like, like yo, she fam, was clearly uh, uninterested. And she's just like, well, and it's not even that like that has to be your first thought, but like you're sitting at home watching it on the news and he's trying to get a hold of you. Right. It was hours responding. later. 
It was hours later. Yeah. Like, your first call, your mom, sure. Clearly that happened. And then she was just like, eh, I'm done. No one else right. is concerned about me out here. That's it. At least shoot him a text. Right. right. He comes He comes over because, because not she's not responding. <laughs> right. Hella rude. You know, and then, you know, he drives her to Clive's because he's like, I'm not about to let my girlfriend be out here by herself. And, like, that's a good decision. Like, it's played, it's played as, like, being annoyingly overprotective, but it's literally a stranger from the internet that she just met on search earth.net or whatever it's called <laughs> like <laughs> but he you know was like i'm gonna be out here to protect my girl he's out there in the car like trying to put on look all like, hood right like that toughness like you, you, you. you want to get crazy we can get crazy <laughs> i'm like okay i see you i see you Mickey. and then and then his tether comes for him so that <laughs> is- i don't know and <laughs> Like, before we get into I just want to know how Rose didn't notice. Right, so this is my yeah. thing. And that, well, I think the answer is racism, is what I think it is. <laughs> and she's not interested in him at all, possibly because also this man of had on. This man needed to, first of all, had on a spray tan hairline. He needed some first powder? Of all, not spray tan. He had a spray hair. He had like the little black, you shake it, and you just spray <laughs> it on. Steve Harvey! Yes. That's yes. what he had. He then had Steve Harvey glue on hair. I mean, he needed to call Fenty Beauty first of all because <laughs> what the hell was happening with that foundation? That shit was like at least three shades too and light. He needed some powder because the some shine, powder. the shine, the gleam, needed, the gleam off. He of needed his so many things. But my like, okay, so this is the thing too. So she's sitting there and she's talking, and he's baby girl, darling, baby, 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 and she goes, "What are you doing? What is that?" And then he's like, "Tell me about the doctor." He's like, "Oh, so you don't like you're not interested in what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling." I'm like, "Look at him! But Look also, at him it's, face. he's fucking glitching, bro. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Look at him." <laughs> She talks about herself but I think that's anyway. the thing is because she was just talking and he wasn't saying anything and for some reason like and and I don't think she's realizing it's not him I mean obviously in this case like it was classic Mickey but like when this I, the, the, it kind of alerted me that she wasn't immediately tipped off to the fact that like it clearly wasn't him and she's just talking so it's like oh this is just what you do you just like talk at him all the time right and expect him be like oh yeah whatever it'll be cool and that's what it is that's what you think listening is Mm -hmm. but you're not actually paying attention to him because if you had ever been paying attention to him you would know that he doesn't fucking walk around with the spray on (laughs) hairline okay and he's not out here with this weird ass smile and a shiny face like what (laughs) with the glitching babies he can't even say he can't even call you a term of endearment without spazzing baby, out baby, and baby, 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 like girl is he has does he like clearly he doesn't always do this so you should <laughs> and then so then so then she gets so the doctor shows up <laughs> rips off Nikki's head his mm-hmm. hand turns into like a pizza wheel or something and she yeah. gets mad at the so doctor that the doctor doesn't care about what happened to him. <laughs> and that the doctor did not notice. Girl. That, like, the doctor's the one and that then, noticed that starts, with your boyfriend. And then he starts, then he, like, after they get off the TARDIS, she's, like, all angry at him or whatever, starts to storm off, then turns around and starts asking questions, like, Mickey didn't just, is still not potentially dead? Right. Like, she, and, and it, it's one of the TARDIS things. console. Right, then, then all of a sudden they're like, no, but it was like once they get out, she's like, oh, so like, what do they come, what are you, where are you from? What's the, what's the nesting conscious doing? Where are we looking for things? Like, but it was very much, <laughs> but it was right before, like, she didn't fully, fully finish, like, processing. Like, she was just mad at the doctor for not caring and then immediately stopped caring. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that happens a lot in, like, the next two seasons is, is like, when Mickey comes around. I mean, I'm pretty sure they said they were talking about how they had filmed, I think, the Idiot's Lantern before they filmed the Cybermen, the two Cybermen episodes where Mickey ends up staying in the alternate dimension or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it had always bothered me how she was so sad that he was leaving. It was, like, crying and all this kind of stuff. And then literally the next episode, she's like, which way do you want to go, daddy or some other, like, some <laughs> stupid shit in the 50s? And so... <laughs> 
But this like kind of reminded me of that in yeah. that like she it's like she's like not really sad, but she's acting like she's sad, and then she, all of a sudden she, she slips and she's like, Okay, cool. What's going on? Oh right, he's my boyfriend. I'm supposed to care about this dude, like, let me put that on right now. And then squirrel. Because <laughs> <laughs> at least Amy lost her memory because of the the crack in the in the universe. The next episode, she starts crying out of nowhere. She's just like, I don't know why I'm sad. I don't know what that's about. At least there was some right. like emotional continuity with how she feels about her boyfriend. Right. Well, that's her husband at that point, right? No, no. fiance still. Um, and even in like Amy's choice, which I mean, not wrong season, but you know what I mean? Like with all of the times that Rory dies, Amy <laughs> dies accordingly. Right. But it just goes back to how much Rose is just not into Mickey, even when she was with him. I wonder about that choice. Like, cause it does seem like they're, they're saying to her, like, look uninterested, look like you couldn't care. Mm hmm. It seems like a very thought-out acting choice. Mm-hmm. But, like, is it just for that one... Is the, all of that supposed to just be built up for that one scene in Boomtown? Or, like... I think you know it's what just, I mean? like, they wanted right. for her to have a life. And I think they probably also were like, a girl like this has a boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> and, like, they wanted the, you know, triangle situation to be happening. And, like, the tension between going to... Staying with your present and like going with who could be your future and all that stuff I think it was just to to show I don't know the differences you know like to give her something to to want that's different than what she already has I mean I guess but then like what happens is like what Bayana said like it reads as racism <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like really I, I mean I was joking black, but black boyfriend was replaced boyfriend. by a new black boyfriend <laughs> joking and like yeah we are like laughing about it but also it's like mickey has well like she says like oh what am i gonna tell his mom and then like three episodes later he doesn't have a mom and or i guess like (laughs) his grandmother later grandmother yeah but like it does read as not rose's racism but like like the writers could care less Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know i don't know listen i think they were just like look we have a black person Right. <laughs> How novel for the series. We're turning over a new leaf in 20, no 2005. The 60s, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. It's the like, new. He's a main character. We're going to crap on him all season, but he's in there. He's, he's, he's third or fourth <laughs> in the credits. He's there. Right. At the end credits, though, not at the beginning credits. It's just the two of them in the beginning credits. So I mean, I definitely feel like I like Mickey more when, like, now versus yes. when I watched him originally. Yes. Um, and I think part of that is just like having some room and also like having some context for the show as a whole. Mm-hmm. Also, he gets fine once he cuts his hair, so like that also <laughs> helps. <laughs> once we have that lineup de- and the character development, like that yes, helps too. Absolutely. Like he shows up with the big gun. Oh, it's Like I'm here. You know, and here. I do appreciate the the trajectory of his character. Like here, he's like clutching Rose, terrified yeah, that everything's right. going on, and you know by he doesn't end, he's saving her. By the end, he's saving her and half the in all the universe, and you know he's learned from all of his experiences without, I guess. But uh, I do feel the like they still could have. <laughs> I do feel like they could have still done that without shitting on him that much that often. Oh, for sure. Frequently. Oh, for <laughs> sure. He could have just been timid, and instead yeah. he's timid, and they're, they both are like, you suck, why are you here? Don't come with us. <laughs> and, like, why does the doctor hate him so much? Like, why is that? Just immediately. Yeah. So, it's a pattern. And it's, like, always, like, it's always pattern. shit. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I'm like, can we not? I mean, you can make that connection, honey, and I'm like here for it, but I also just don't care about the other half of that connection. I know you don't. But like, I need the vision. I just personally (laughs) don't want to be a part of that. Because it's kind of the same where he's just like, oh, I guess not. But Danny, I mean, Mickey doesn't really travel in the TARDIS either. Just like one time. He does a a couple times. He He does, does and then he's like, wow, I'm in a whole new universe where people actually value me? Crazy. Crazy. I'm (laughs) staying. (laughs) Yes. I'm here now. Yes. That's slightly different than Girl in the Fireplace, where he doesn't even get to go to the 
he barely is out there in the yeah. in the world. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. Mickey, you deserve so much better from your uh, beginnings. I am still upset that we had to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that mad. I'm actually not that upset about it. I would have been more upset if we had to watch Father's Day, so. But then we could have, like, legitimately shit on Rose because she knew what was going on. <laughs> well, I actually didn't realize. Another thing, too, is, like, I kind of liked part of the reason I liked this because I didn't want to shit on her as much. Like, she gets I did. <laughs> but I also feel like, like, when I first watched this episode, I was, I, I wasn't like, wow, Rose is the best, whoopty whoop. Like, but I was cool with her being here and being there. You know what I mean? I was cool with her being the companion. And again, it's one of those things like this, se- or like, I guess a lot of RTD's seasons, or really all of them are very much like, you can tell certain ones like season eight where you're like, okay, this is just not good. But especially early on, you don't realize how like, not necessarily bad, but like how not great certain f- aspects of it are until you have hindsight until yeah. you like watch mm-hmm. better things or like you come back to rewatch kind of fine it was just like, right. you're like six yeah. you're in the moment and you're watching it it's not really like mm-hmm. it's not especially because you're just in it you're like you're here for the story you're here for the time travel you're here for the fun and like the weird stuff and then later you go back and then you're like oh like when you actually <laughs> start using your critical brain and not just your fan brain <laughs> and you're like oh wait this is this is a choice. Um, often the problem. People just only watch things with their fan brain, but as fans of color, we have to watch with our critical brain too. Right. But I, I think that I enjoy watching it with my fan brain. I, oh, um, sure. I can never shut. I don't. I don't ever shut off my critical brain because there are definitely things where like I'll be pushing it down. Like, shut up. Leave me alone. Well, I'm I'm just just I, think, I think at this point I don't even like push it down. I think that like so like for example when we were watching the first uh, the premiere of season 11 yeah. and the grace mm-hmm. thing yep. happened. Yep. Um, like partially I'm watching it because like we're doing it for this. And so we have to have some like critical eye towards it, but yeah. also watching it. I'm like, I just feel happy watching this episode. And then mm-hmm. the grace thing happens and I'm like, well now I'm pissed the fuck off. Like whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I think that it is like, it's a much more like visceral reaction and much more just like, I'm trying to let myself like react to the show without having to put any particular like, articulation towards it or like yeah. having to put that into words yet so even if i'm watching an episode like love and monsters i like i when i watched the episode i was like this is doo-doo like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think i was just bored i was just like why right but but at the same time but it's still a part of watching it with your fan brain like i don't have to watch that with my critical brain to be like what the hell is this you know what i mean yeah that was um, just obviously garbage. i was just like nah this is ass but like that's fine <laughs> So I think so I think that like uh, this time when I'm watching it for like for this I was trying to like maintain some of the critical like aspects of it but still kind of try to remember how I watched it when I first watched it mm-hmm. and I didn't have at that many like qualms or like issues with Rose at that time. Yeah. For sure. I and I think never she get, loved she gets Rose. Annoying more annoying later because yeah. of how much they talk about her. So she's not annoying. She isn't annoying the first go round. But then it's really like, I get it, Rose. You love her. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I think like I do think that it it is like Father's Day is the first time in the season in which I'm like, girl, go somewhere, sit down, please. But it is like the after that really makes Rose problematic, which is not Billy on Billy Piper, it's not on the no. writers. But I also feel like in the same way that, like, the Martha hate is not on Freema at all. It was on the writers and racism. Let's call a thing a thing. I still cannot, I can't go back, like, and be like, I don't know. I just, I, I can't go back to how I was the first time I watched it. So yeah. Rose is annoying to me. <laughs> and I would have much rather watched a season one in which I could just openly be like, I am annoyed by this. <laughs> I feel that. I just like, I can't go back. We can't go back. We already here. <laughs> I do get that. Quotes from the TARDIS. I can feel the earth turning every <laughs> second of the day. Rose, don't you feel it? Hold my hand. <laughs> that might not be exactly how it goes. Um, I think you got the gist. Yeah, yeah. I'm in my dressing gown. There's a strange man in my bedroom. 
kills me no. every time. Kills me every time because he's just like, <laughs> think and he smiles, and he's just no. like, no, and he walks <laughs> off. He brings the storm in his wake, and he has one constant companion: death. Again, so dramatic. I was melodrama. I please everyone have some chill. Because also, like, like, go drink some lemonade and like sit. He's like his one constant companion is death. By the way, he saved this family from the Titanic. (laughs) They did. It's not like they died. But I like he brought them. He didn't bring the Titanic. Like it was happening, and he said, "Hey, yo, maybe not. I want to stay home for this one." Um, fantastic. It's a good, it's a good, it's uh, great. Yeah. yeah, it's a good catchphrase. Simple, direct, joyful. Joyful. Happy. I love the way he says it. I it, it's changed the meaning of the word for me. <laughs> <laughs> in like it's true. Yeah. Lots of planets have a north. Just not how you say it, but it's fine. It's <laughs> great because so your voice is definitely from the north of America. <laughs> I mean, of England, <laughs> like of the earth. Like you didn't pick a North Gallifreyan accent. <laughs> you very much were like, Hey, this is what I'll, where I'll be from. Not America. I, uh, yeah. I, I course corrected. <laughs> I meant the earth, but you know, yeah, it's unconscious. <laughs> Whoops. I'm not here to kill it. I'm, I've got to give it a chance. And it's the, like, ethos of the doctor it reminds me of and i know you guys don't go here but i don't go to us and y'all talked about that um it reminds me of star trek's prime directive it's like start and star trek the prime directive is like to not interfere Mm. and as much as possible you can't interfere in other cultures so like if you get to a planet and they execute people like you have to follow their laws and you can't interfere like once you know, you accidentally break their laws and you find out that the punishment is death, you're supposed to just be like, sorry, bro, you gotta die. That never happens on Star Trek. (laughs) They're always like, those prime directive has limits. And it's like, it doesn't though. Like, like, it only has limits when y'all decide, oh, snap, I don't, I don't wanna. I don't like this rule. (laughs) I don't like this rule. And that reminds, like, I'm not here to kill it. I've got to give it a chance is... The Doctor Who's like, that's a hard and fast rule. We're never going to break that rule. It's a line in the sand. Oh, just kidding. It's inconvenient. I I mean, I do feel like he gives everything a chance. Sometimes even Daleks and you're like, bro, you just already know that these Daleks don't need this. But then they they be coming back like, hey, what's up? (laughs) So he's like, you got to go then. That's it. No, That's it. Actually, the Daleks don't get a second chance because they're on their 57th. Right. That's true. That's just because they don't die. Right. At this point, he's like, how can I, how can I kill y'all? <laughs> I literally <laughs> exploded your planet and mine all at the same time, and y'all still here? <sighs> right. He didn't know they were seeds, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? Between that and your Elder Wand tweet, I am done with you. <laughs> done. Done. I was really proud Finito. of that one. Finito. Oh, that was really great. I was both proud of you and done with you at the same time. I was done. like... <laughs> no paper seats. <laughs> okay. Last one. I am talking. Which I feel like he's done a couple times. Yeah. That's a that's he's a, just really that's not a cross doctor one. Yeah. yeah, that's where he's just like shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm being quiet. <laughs> the ten is talking. Cool. So thank y'all for listening. Check out blackgirlscreate.org for more Tarbit's things and other things that we do. Um, follow us on social media on Twitter at We Black and Nerds. Join our Slack where we have a channel dedicated to conversations about Doctor Who. Use the hashtag Tarbis on Twitter to let us know your thoughts on uh, Doctor Who and this particular episode and rate and review us on iTunes and where podcasts are found. 
Tarvis is a part of Hard Knock Media. We've joined the Nerds of Color podcast network, including the podcast Hard Knock Life, Southern Fried Asian, DC TV Classics, Ask By Girls, Desi Geek Girls, We're Not All Ninjas, and That Moment. You can check out all of these podcasts at hardknockmedia.com. So yeah, thank you for listening. We'll be back next month talking about an episode from season two. So please keep an eye out for the Twitter poll and vote, vote, vote for which episode we will discuss. You'll be choosing between New Earth. Which one of you picked that? Um, Tooth and Claw. Me. Tooth and Claw, a Bionic That's choice, me. and Girl in the Fireplace. So be watch, be on the lookout for the Twitter poll and for our campaigning. Because, you know, once, <laughs> you know, we got to get our... Uh, top endorsers out there we've got to just like make it happen so this is our blue basically we gotta get nicole, nicole on, on one side. of our sites <laughs> <laughs> hashtag black tardis um is a keen endorser and we will be uh bribing <laughs> and not bribing <laughs> Trying to get reality bomb. You know, the super pack going. Get the reality bomb endorsement. <laughs> Start lobbying, you know, yeah. for whatever causes she's into to make sure that she's on our sides. Anyway, keep an eye out. Join the Blue Ballot Box series yes. with us. The black girls have the box. <laughs> <laughs>